We've made it. What up, what up? We've done it. Dude, holy crap. It only took us 16 days into July to finally record an episode, but <laughs> we've done it now. It's been a while, but we're here. Yeah. They're terrified now. They have no idea what to do now that we're back on the mic. I know. <laughs> How's things, man? You good? I'm good. How are you doing? Just trying to race. How did your race go? Uh, race went pretty good. Um, yeah. It reminded me that I am, in fact, well out of shape. <laughs> but it also showed me that my form is salvageable and I could bring it back. So there are positives and negatives to take from it. But overall, yeah, I'm encouraged. some positives there. Yeah, I'm trying to focus on the positives anyways. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, bro, let's get into the, uh, the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. of things. Let's do it. Um, I like that we're going to start with the hard stuff. Yeah. Because there's mm-hmm. kind of an elephant in the room for our for all Arsenal fans that we really should address. Yep, absolutely. Um, and it's the news surrounding Thomas Partey recently um, concerning allegations of, of rape made against him by multiple women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say exactly what I think about this because we haven't seen an official report on it other than that this is, in fact, the situation. Right. Although he's with the team in America now, right? So they wouldn't have let him travel if it was a serious concern. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that everything's you know out of the water yet. Um, I, I don't think he's completely, um, you know, completely clear. But things are, things seem to be looking positive in the sense that they're willing to get him, you know, get him on board. They're still, you know, the club is still not releasing any statement and it's not releasing any. Uh, pictures of him they're they're kind of avoiding him on social media it seems like um again i i hate doing the speculation because it's unfair to the player a because they never actually came out and said that it was him like the the news outlets because legally they can't um and so right from the first day that this uh this report came out there were just all these um these people on twitter mostly but everywhere that were just flaming him and um, and and other people as well. I mean, there there are other players that they're questioning, and, and you know, just just as a player to be um, put, you know, to have your name even be be put out there um, in the same tweet as uh, you know some of the allegations that have been um, provided is you know that can be demoralizing, and it's pretty unfair to any player until you know due process. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a legal expert, of course, but, um, I, I, I really don't like how these outlets do it because they can't release the name, but they release pretty much everything but the name where they say a North Londoner, uh, who plays in the premier league was arrested in his house here and 29 years old, all this, you know, the good people, Twitter are always going to kind of do their research and find that out within 20 minutes. So and there was um, that that dirty technique where they were posting the photo, like the news, but the photo of Emirates Stadium. Well, that wasn't a news source. That was just a uh, an Instagram account. But still, people, people were doing there. stuff like but that. But yeah, absolutely. We all knew what was up before. I mean, yeah. Well, but as for him, yeah, you know, it seems like it seems like it has, you know, every figured out that it's him. It's, you know, we we shouldn't still be doing that, but that's happened pretty quickly. Um, It seems like a lot of it seems to be 
moving in the right direction for him. Of course, you know, we don't make light of a situation like this. I think there's bigger issues at hand than getting a footballer back on the pitch. Um, so if they're, you know, if these are serious allegations, they should be treated as such. But um, he's in the squad. The The club seems to be working with him. He played very well yesterday uh, in the friendly. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what to make of it. It's complex. It really is. I'm yeah. I'm I'm just the same as you. A little confused. A little unsure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's the wrong place to be as a human being, um, because I think it is a complex issue. Um, I hope that the truth of the matter comes to light, um, and whatever the appropriate response is to that truth is is carried out. You know, I. I, I just we just don't know. There's a lot of people saying these allegations are false, that there's no credibility to them. Um it's it's hard to just say that, you know what I mean? Right. Because it is such a serious thing to say. To assume that three people got together and conspired like that is really Yeah, and there's also just all this fake news um circling around social media. Every day I'm seeing I mean I'm checking, you know, Thomas Party on Twitter and seeing all these fake edited photos that people are posting of him and training or um, all these fake reports uh, suggesting many different things just to, you know, just for a few likes that can really have a detrimental effect on someone's career or even their life. So um, I think it's important just to be uh, aware of, you know, how this can impact things. Yeah, I agree. I think that's very, um, it's very apt analysis. Uh, there's a lot of, there are just a lot of situations and not dissimilar to the one with Eve Basuma where you just, you just hope that, I don't know. You just hope that everything goes the way it's supposed to. And that the truth comes out because there is a lot of, I mean, that man's just playing Premier League football like normal pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know what's going to happen with him. So I think he has been cleared actually. He's been cleared. Okay. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Very recently. I mean, good for him. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, this this kind of thing is becoming more and more common recently. And mm-hmm. one struggles to find the line between thinking that's a good thing because more right. hard people's stories are being heard and thinking that's a bad thing because a lot of these things are turning. Mm-hmm. Not and one lot, more thing. But the just... ones that turn out to be false can be yeah. devastating to a person's life. Right. And one more thing, just – you know, in the world we live in today, it's unfortunate, but the more money you have and the more famous you are, the more A, connections you have and B, just the easier it is to get out of situations like this. So it's very, there have been many incidents of high level people or even players in certain circumstances who seem to have gotten out of these situations just because they're rich and famous. Um, and I hope, you know, I hope the truth comes out, but you know, we'll see how, what what sort of impact that may have. Yeah, I, I think you're correct about that. We will see. Um, Let's move on. Moving on, on to something maybe a little bit more exciting for Arsenal fans. The rest of the window. Um, Arsenal have been prone in the last few seasons really to some late window business. So I wouldn't assume that we're done with our signings. Mm-hmm. I also really hope we're not done with our signings because there are a few more areas we need to shore up. Um, but I feel good about the signings that we've made. 
I don't know. I, I think that at this point, players that we're going to buy should be players like 23, 24 years old or younger because we need to buy players who are going to fit into the squad, rotate through the system, add depth, and add potential to the, to the team because that's the, the route we're going right now is young, talented players who are going to develop into hopefully a heck of a unit. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, I mean, the one thing that I will mention on that front is just that one issue we had last season um, was the lack of experience. Um, we had a Lacazette who just wasn't good enough, but then otherwise there wasn't too much. Um, hopefully, Jesus can come in and bring that. He obviously has a ton of Premier League experience, but he's still a little bit young. Um, so, I mean, if Thomas Party is in the picture, then he and Jacka might might offer that. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm I mean, I'm with you with. Uh, bringing in younger players, but I do still want to have that balance. I'm not sure where that comes from yet, um, but there's a lot of areas we need to look at. So what, what do you think, you know, who, who do you think we should be looking at? What positions, where should we be offloading and where does the overall picture look like? That's a tough question because I feel like, um, I, I hear so much about Fabio Vieira. I don't, know where he's going to play on the field people say he's a midfielder people say he's an outside midfielder does that mean he's going to play a wing does that mean he's going to play like a number eight role similar to a grand jacka i don't really understand what he's been brought in to do um i know we still need the outside backs we're going to announce zinchenko anytime now to play either midfield or fullback we're going to see what he ends up doing um, although I can't imagine he's taking a move to Arsenal for Man City so that he can play outside back. He wants to play midfield. Right. Um, or as a backup. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I it just I just don't – I don't know where else we really need to purchase players mm-hmm. that are going to play significant minutes for the team. We have at least three really, really good center backs – assuming that William Saliba is to the level that we all assume he is. Um, we've got depth in the winger position. We now have two strikers who have shown the capability of playing well in the Premier League. One who's done it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we got two goalkeepers who I like. I guess you could say our, like our fullback situation is a little sparse because it does seem unlikely that Nuno Tavares will be with the, the squad this season. It seems like he's going to go on loan. Um, but I don't know, to be honest, where, where I'd be looking to, to shore up beyond what we've done already. I'm very pleased with the window so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, just going back to what you said originally about Fabio Vieira, I think Arteta has kind of laid down a blueprint for what exactly he wants, um, his players to be. And, and I think he wants a lot, a lot of similar qualities out of each player in, a lot of versatility and in players that can interchange between basically the front four areas. Um, and I think a guy like Vieira, you know, you said he, you mentioned he can play out wide. He can play at the 10. He probably can play at the eight as well. Um, so I think that will offer a lot of, um, you know, a lot of options for depth. We don't need an extra player in each position. We can have him fill in in each of them. Um, but another question is whether he would alongside Odegaard as the eight, because we've been looking for an eight. We've been looking to spend, you know, 80, 
I mean, we've been looking at Paqueta for what seventy million, and then Tielemans has been going on forever. If if Vieira can be that guy, then we don't need to spend extra money on that, and that's great. The thing about Zinchenko is, you know, obviously he's going from the champions to Arsenal. You do that, you make that downgrade in club quality, is because a money and b uh, playing time and. I mean, maybe play a little bit at left back. He'd probably be fighting for a spot, though, with Tierney. It depends when Tierney's healthy. That's a big deal, obviously. But I think he'd want more. He'd want to be guaranteed some minutes. So so if this Tinchenko uh, transfer goes through, then I could see him playing the eight, um, which is why it's a little bit confusing on what's going to happen. I do think, um, I mean, with, with extra competition, you know, with the with Arsenal back in Europe, I think there's going to be more room for all these players to get time. Um, but I think, I think in the Premier League, uh, players like Smith Rowe, players like uh, even Marley might you know lose some game time, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure, whether Zinchenko is the man for is the right man to, I mean, I don't think 30 million is a bad deal at all, but I'm not sure where else, where else we go because there aren't that many right back options that make too much sense. I've, I've been calling out for a defensive uh, right back to be a true backup to tyranny. So we can actually rely on somebody when he goes down. Um, But it's hard to find that type of player um, willing to be a backup. And the other thing, um, that I was talking about with some people before was I like Maitland-Niles. I think he's he's a guy that fits that blueprint that Arteta, that I mentioned Arteta has um, with being very versatile. He has all the um, all the tools. I mentioned Oxlade-Chamberlain before, um, but I think Oxlade-Chamberlain is just a better version of Maitland-Niles, so I, considered, I was considering bringing him back. Um, but I think Maitland-Niles for free offers a little bit of that. Again, I'm not sure if he's in Arteta's plans for various reasons. I don't think he wants to stay, and I think Arteta wants to upgrade, which I'm fine with. Um, but that's just one thing to keep in mind on. And as for center back, I, I'm i very solid with our four options right now. But Pablo Mari has to go. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. Pablo Mari, not good enough. Um, just simply not good enough. He was so bad against Nuremberg. William Saliba, Ben White, and Gabriel is a that's a hell of a team right there. Mm -hmm. That's 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 formidable center back behavior looking right there. So I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um okay, kicking on here because we're we're of course talking overtime already. As we tend to do. (laughs) Premier League transfer tracker. Let's touch on some of the big ones. We got Koulibaly and Sterling to Chelsea, Rafinha off to Barcelona, Richarlison signing for uh, Tottenham. Just some stuff to to peruse over. So, um, what what in your mind has been the biggest deal of them all so far, out of the ones I just mentioned? What do you mean by the biggest deal? Like, just, like, like the most significant um, change of team. I mean, in my mind, it's obviously Sterling, but yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say yeah. I'll say Sterling. Um, I I wanna. I want to have a different opinion, but it's got to be Sterling just because he's going to bring a lot of goals. I've never been a big fan of Sterling because I think he's benefited from certain systems. And and I think 
sometimes he hasn't gotten enough credit, you know, from the media. Uh, but I've never been a huge fan of him. I'm not sure how he'll adapt to because I think he, again, he benefited a lot from uh, City's uh, just incredible talent and all the chances they, they mustered up. Um, I don't know where he plays at Chelsea, maybe up front, because they don't really have a striker right now or one that's actually reliable. Um, so that that is – there are a lot of questions around that, and I'm not sure exactly how they'll, they'll work it. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I got to tell you, City is one team that I think is, has gotten less intimidating in this window. Really? And who knows? who knows what they're going to pull off after this. But to lose Sterling – and um, Jesus and Zinchenko. I mean, those are three significant players to lose early in the window. Yeah, but, I mean, they also brought in Erling Holland and uh, Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips is <laughs> mid. Really? Well, he is uh, a Calvin Phillips is a good player. He's a defensive mid. <laughs> this is true. Um, hey, Calvin Phillips is a good player. I don't think Calvin Phillips is going to be the man for City like that. Like, I don't think no. that he's going to... I don't I don't think he'll... But it just I know brings... he'll play meaningful minutes. I don't think he's going to fill them very well. See, I'm thinking the opposite. I don't know if he'll play that much because I think Rodri is the best defensive mid in the league, maybe in the world. And... I agree with you there, but the way Pep does squad rotation... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Going. Yeah, my, my point about Phillips is I just think he'll just bring in just adding on to more just incredible... Uh, depth, yeah. Um, and they brought they got Julian Alvarez back. I'm not honestly, I'm not sure how how good that kid is. Um, he's done great in the Argentinian league. I have no idea how it'll translate to the Premier League. I haven't really seen him very much. Um, but they do have Erling Holland. I I agree that they're the rest of their front players have gone down. Like they're going to be relying on Grealish more. Mars has been kind of a second option. Uh, in recent years that's kind of been coming in in certain circumstances um and he'll get an elevated role um but i i still think they're the favorites yeah i it's hard not to agree with you with the signing of holland but i mean we're gonna have to see what else they do the rest of this window because they're losing players still Mm -hmm. yep they're not buying as many new players as they've sold Um, so we'll see i don't know Tyler Adams to Leeds. We haven't talked about that. Mm-hmm. As Americans, that's a big deal for us. We're not going to talk about Richarlison to Tottenham because I think everybody knows how we feel about Richarlison to Tottenham. I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. I love it. Best transfer of the window. I hate him and I already hate hated that guy. Exactly. That's a match already hated that guy. Right now we get to hate him more. And um, maybe Rob Holding punches him in the face in the next North London derby. Oh my goodness. That would That'd be pretty that would cool. make my day. That would make my year. Um, <laughs> See Ricky with a broken nose, <laughs> and then they just bring on like, uh, who they bring on? Kulisevsky, Parasic, Lucas Mora. Anyway, <laughs> their depth at, um, at that winger position is insane. Yeah, it's pretty good. If they lost Kane, they'd be screwed. But other than that, they're yep. yep. Um, so, but Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams, bro, significant news for American fans. Tyler Adams moving to the Premier League. Yep. Um, I think it was necessary for him. He kind of fell out of the picture at Leipzig for whatever reason. 
Um, but over like the last year, he got a lot fewer minutes than I kind of expected him to versus like what he had played over the previous seasons. So I think it was yeah. time for him to move on. Um, I don't know if that's a bad sign based on his quality. I, whenever I watch him play, I think he plays phenomenally. I'm really always impressed by his composure on and off the ball. His discipline to play in that holding number six role um, yep. is really phenomenal. I, I'm a huge fan of his. So, you know, and he and he's a tough kid. He's a physical player. Um, I can't see the physicality of the Premier League not benefiting him. So, I, I mean, I think this is a good move for him. I think it'll be a good move for Leeds. It's definitely a good move for the USA. So, overall, I'm feeling really positive about it. Yeah, I've I've mentioned my thoughts on Leeds um, in the past, and we're going to get more into it in the Premier League predi- uh, preseason predictions. Those are um, coming soon, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Tyler Adams' move just, just for him personally. I absolutely love it um, for multiple reasons. Um, as you mentioned, he, he was he was kind of in a weird situation at Leipzig because he was playing sometimes in his position, sometimes out of and he also wasn't getting uh, consistent minutes. Here he's not only going to get a consistent minute, he's probably going to be the leader on the team. I mean, right into this team, and he's probably going to – I think he's the best player at Leeds right now. I think he's the best player replacing Phillips. I don't know if he's as good as Anyone Phillips. would disagree with you. Yeah. I think he's going to have a massive job on his hands um, trying to keep this team up because I think the quality around them is pretty, pretty horrible. Um, but it's also a step up in league. So he has a, he has a bigger role. He has, he has, to, um, he has to lead, uh, you know, he has to lead a, a team that's, um, that is probably going to be fighting for relegation, in my opinion. And that's right going into the World Cup. Oh yeah, relegation battle. For he's sure. gonna have this. Yeah, he's gonna have this massive role. It's gonna mature him a lot just for a few months until the World's Cup, and he's gonna be the captain, probably the captain, or should be the captain for the U.S. Come then. Um, yeah, Greg's gotta stop fussing around with that one and just yeah, make him captain. Right. I don't see anyone um, else in the team that I would make captain. I mean, I see other kids that deserve it for sure, but other yeah. people that I would choose. It's Pulisic. Pulisic has been the one that's been the the captain otherwise, but I mean Tyler Adams is the real leader. Uh, leader. Um, it, yeah, it's pretty obvious that that's and the case. So, so I'm right there absolutely. with you. And and there will be more U.S. men's national team talk. Mm-hmm. World Cup and yep. stuff, but and I then agree. just He's a fantastic right. move for him. And one more thing for him is just that, of course, he's going to be playing alongside Aronson. Uh, there's oh Chris Richards apparently is uh, linked with the move to Leeds as well. Oh wow. So, I mean that right there is gonna is gonna help with the chemistry heading into the World Cup. And as yeah. I've always as I've always said, um, or said for a little while now at least, um, national teams are mostly about chemistry. They're about fifty fifty chemistry to quality. Um, yeah. it's way more uh, about how much the players can work with each other uh, than at the club level. So. Yeah, yeah, I that's agree. That's what won Italy the, the Euro. I couldn't agree more. Uh, that was a unintelligent uh, statement that you just made. Um, unintelligent? No, an, an, an intelligent okay. statement you just ah, made. Right, Come yeah. on, you, you know what you're saying. You know what you're doing to me. You're trying to make me look dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you see any other of those transfers on that list you want to talk about. Yes. But I, mean, I think that pretty much covers everything I was planning on. Yeah, I mean – 
Martinez Martinez for sixty mil, a five nine, five ten center back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how much that pans out. Kulabali, he's still class, but he's kind of getting, you know, on the wrong side of thirty. Yeah, uh, Salah made him look silly a few years ago. Erickson United, I actually do think that's a good move. He's free, and I think he's just a, a spectacular player. Good for him and for the yeah. club. Yeah, um, Erickson United not, is a good move overall. Yeah, it's hard. So don't to think. Um, yeah, it's hard. To I still don't think their their club overall is in a good is in good shape. But that's no, gonna help not. them. Just, let's tie I this, just said let's that, tie this up and and get it uh, to a recordable spot before yeah, sorry about connection that. drops. Um, so Nunez Liverpool, you got you got one yep. minute. Talk about it. Ooh. Um, so yeah, we all we all heard about the United four 0 win against Liverpool. I'm not gonna make much of that. Um, people are obviously you know overdoing it because it's preseason and it doesn't matter. You know, it's a it's but whatever. Um, I think I'm I'm a little worried about Nunez. I think he's a great player. I've been talking, I've been touting him a lot for a while, um, but I don't know if he's going to fit the Liverpool system because you know, is he going to be like a Firmino type, and are is Liverpool going to be able to adjust to his type of style, which is very different from Firmino. Um, so I don't know how, uh, I don't know how well he's going to actually be able to to do and i i don't know how much he's going to play so i don't know there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of questions clearly uh but will jota start will he start how will they interchange Firmino's still at the club so who knows with him there's a lot of questions and i think liverpool may have a little bit of an issue on their hands there's definitely going to be a quarterback battle for that top striker spot yeah because they've got three people who definitely all think they deserve it Mm -hmm. um so I'm curious to see what will happen there. Um, yep. I do think that um, Nunez has shown the quality to come in and take that spot. Uh, remain to be seen if he actually does it. You know what I mean? But yep. overall, I think if you're Darwin Nunez, you're probably feeling good about your chances of coming in and nicking that spot off of Diego Jota. Um, I think he's, he's, he's got more potential. But yeah, I agree. With not you sure how he'll justice. A lot of people struggle their first year in the Prem and even their first year on a new team in the Prem at Jack Grealish. Um, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. We yep. will see what happens. I think Absolutely. there's a lot of undetermined factors in the Liverpool system is different than the Man City system. We'll see how quickly right. Nunez can adjust to it. All right, you want to pick up this or that to close this out, bro? Ooh, I don't have one ready. Um, pick one. That's a good one. You keep adding new that I like. Um, I haven't had one in a while. <laughs> did you add that one? I think you did. Was it me? Or was it that could me? Be. I don't know. Whatever. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm just going to go and say I'm taking Zaha. Zaha, the entertainment okay. value is, is next level. Because not only is he <laughs> like flashy football gets into fights on the pitch I mean, that guy's got everything I just, I'm a huge fan he's got the hair he's got the, <laughs> the off field political messages going I mean he's doing yeah. everything bro. That, guy's, proper that guy's really British footballer he really is he t- ticks mm-hmm. every box shows his personality yeah. he's definitely not a media robot 
I like that. Um, I mean, in terms of their style of play, I think they're very similar. Um, maybe I put it up because I thought of that at some point. I genuinely don't remember doing it. But, uh, yeah, I think they're very similar players. Saw has done it for a lot longer. He's proven himself for, what, seven, eight years now um, and done it every season. So I'm going to pick him for that. Um, Rafinha, I think he has more potential because he's already reaching his level and he hasn't had that much time to prove it. And he's been in a side that's not been creating as much as um, as Crystal has. But they've both had similar roles in that they've just had to carry their teams. Um, they like to cut in. They like to just cause havoc. Um, so I think Rafinha has more potential, especially out of Barcelona now. Not sure how much playing time he gets right away, but um, I think right now I'm taking Zaha. Yeah, I've always been curious what would have happened if Zaha had gotten that big money move he always seems to want to a, a bigger club in Crystal Palace, at least. And at this age, it seems unlikely that he will. Yeah. Um, because I feel like someone would have moved on him when he was like 27 instead of waiting until he turns 30. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, seeing Rafinha yeah, get that big money him. move, it should show us whether he really has the, the class to outshow Zaha. Yep. And maybe show us a little bit of what would have happened if Zaha had gotten that move to Arsenal or Liverpool. Yeah, and I think I think uh, I definitely respect Zaha more uh, more for it. I know he's been trying to make that move for a while, but he's had to stick with Palace, and he's been very professional about it. And he's been going through every season, doing the same thing, sticking with the team, um, buying in Rafinha. I mean, he got his chance to go to Arsenal and Chelsea, and he turned it down because he wanted to, he wanted Barcelona, who basically couldn't afford him um and you know i i gotta respect zaha a little bit more for the way he's handled it um but that's just a side note i agree with you there well i think that kind of wraps it all up yeah i get 30 minutes people are not going to be overwhelmed by the podcast hopefully um yeah digestible amount and we'll uh, Mm have i know it's been a couple weeks but we'll have another one out very soon I'm settling into my schedule here and things will start moving. We will get going again. Thanks for being patient, guys. <laughs> we appreciate it. And uh, we I know you've been just, new just edging to, to yeah, get a bro. new episode. Oh, my God. Somewhere, some some poor and Miss Blessy fan is scratching their elbow. <laughs> but I they're alive and well. I'll talk to you. And I'll, I'll see you, you soon. Yes, see you sometime. Yeah. In the next couple weeks. See you soon. All right, yep, later, of bro. course.